The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time, 8.20, you're tuned to WGNS on this Friday morning, today, today, the 8th of April, and we are joined in studio this morning by Lions Club member Jeff Edge. How are you this morning? Doing fine this morning. It's uh, kind of chilly out there this morning. It is. I even heard the chance of snow is possible. Snowflakes, maybe some sleet. But you're here, not for the snow, but for a special event that is coming up, and it's going to be in memory of one of your club members, longtime members, Jonelle uh, Prince. So tell us what is happening in the near future. So we're having a golf scramble at Old Fort Golf Club on May 21st. Uh, we're going to have lunch uh, that's going to be there by uh, provided by Slick Pig, and we're going to be having the... Uh, Silent auction will be prizes for uh, folks that win, will be prizes for the folks that are the worst at golf out there. Uh, <laughs> but it's all in memory of uh, Jonell. Uh, if uh, I know you know her or knew her, uh, amazing woman, uh, couldn't tell her no for anything. Uh, and we're excited to have this as our first annual golf scramble. Jonell was a, a longtime listener of the station, huge MTSU fan. Uh, I would see her at basketball games all the time. Uh, but yeah, she was a great person, and, and so this is going to be a, a really nice, nice little memorial for her in a lot of ways, and a lot of her friends, I'm sure, will be out there. And, and again, this golf scramble coming up May 21st is going to be at the Old Fort Golf Club, and she she played golf too. I'm not sure how much golf she played. I've been living here for about nine years. She was one of my first friends in town and taught me that Murfreesboro could still be a small town. Uh, but I don't know how much golf she was playing uh, there at the end. So. Yeah, the uh, man, Murfreesboro has grown so much. And if you've been here for nine years, you've seen some of that growth. But, of course, you know, 20 years ago, Murfreesboro was nowhere near the size of what it is today. But local organizations like the Lions Club, they really help, I think, make our town have that small town feeling. What types of things does the Lions Club do here locally? So the Lions Club's main services uh, is helping with site services. So we help uh, people in the community get eyeglasses, uh, get cataract surgeries. We also help with uh, hearing aids and those types of things as well. Uh, we give a lot of money to uh, White Cane and school, uh, Tennessee School for the Blind. Uh, then we help local things. Uh, I know you just had uh, Cliff on here, and you know the last year or so we've been doing rice and beans. We take part of our meeting and just fill bags of rice and beans to donate to uh, the Greenhouse Ministries, uh, and we help Stepping Stones and help a lot of local charities as well. Now, I, uh, there's another event coming up as well that is sponsored by the Lions Club. What is the uh, the secondary event that is nearing? We have another event that's going to be later in the summer that is going to be, uh, we're going to be in, uh, inviting some entrepreneurs to one of our meetings, uh, and we're going to have food trucks out there, but uh, that date has been reset to someday in the future, but we don't have that yet. But all of our meetings are open to the public, love for people, to, uh, for visitors and guests to come. Uh, we meet on the 
second and fourth Mondays of the month at 630 at Cannonsburg Village at the Lions Clubhouse. Again, Jeff Edge with us this morning, a Lions Club member here in Murfreesboro. So what brought you into Murfreesboro? Uh, For me, it was uh, work and trying to get close to family. Okay. And uh, again, you've been here for about nine years or so. Uh, where, where did where were you before that? I'm just I curious. was down in sunny Florida. Oh, nice. Nice. A little bit warmer there. A little bit. <laughs> but again, this golf event coming up May 21st, and this is in memory of Lion Club member Jonelle Prince, who had been with the Lions Club for years. How many years, do you know how many years she has been part of the Lions Club? I would say it was close to 40 years, uh, and I know that there are, are members out there that will just kick me for not being able to tell you exactly <laughs> how long, but I, I would say it was close to 40 years or more. And to sign up for this golf tournament, how do they go about doing that? So if you want to sign up, they can find us on Facebook at a Murfreesboro Lions Club Facebook page. They can see it on the community board at Old Fort. Or they can call the Lions Clubhouse and uh, leave a message, and we'll get them all the information they need. Uh, that number is 615-893-CLUB, 615-893-CLUB, which I believe is 2582. And again, uh, this is all in memory of Jonelle Prince, longtime Lions Club member and uh, Murfreesboro resident, loved the area, of course, and you said she was one of the, your first real contacts here who kind of showed you around and and i'm sure introduced you to folks she did her and her husband gail uh, what actually took me to a a few events uh and made sure i got to know the community they're real fine people they uh they love murfreesboro for sure and and like i said you know she was one of those huge mtsu supporters uh, just really loved everything local uh and I'm I'm not sure looking back. I don't know if she was from here originally. Nope. Uh, her and I share same same home state, Kentucky. But I know she called MTSU home. Yeah, definitely so. And again, this golf tournament it is coming up uh, May 21st, which is a Saturday. And funds raised to this event, what will those go to? So they're going to go to uh, serving uh, our Lions Club projects, is including. Uh, local charities uh, that we help, uh, Stepping Stones and uh, uh, White House or uh, Greenhouse Ministries, uh, and probably send a lot of it to uh, Tennessee School for the Blind. Uh, I don't know where all it's set out to do, but I know those are the charities that we support. I, I know we did speak with Cliff Sharp a little while ago with Greenhouse Ministries, but the other one, Stepping Stones, that's another local organization. And I believe they focus on helping women who are recently incarcerated kind of get their lives back together. Have have you done a lot with them in the past? Uh, we've done a lot of donations. I don't know how many events we've done uh, coinciding with them. Positive stuff, though. A lot of good organizations in our community, just like both of those. And Lions Club, another one that really does help out in, in funding different Different no. groups, different nonprofits. A lot of it is, I mean, we give um, several eyeglasses away. We help uh, get people to uh, eye exams and surgery. So we, we probably give away uh, probably three or four pairs of glasses uh, a, a month on average and helping with cataract surgeries. And a lot of that um, is it's a lot of what our monthly work is. Now, I know Lions Club, they also collect used eyeglasses. That way they can go to others. And uh, I know in the past, they've even sent eyeglasses to folks in places like Haiti, the Dominican Republic, you know, third world countries that, you know, the folks there just can't afford eyeglasses. 
we do that. Uh, if you've got eyeglasses, drop them off at your eye doctors. Uh, you can call our clubhouse. We'll be glad to collect them. We're actually partnering with Journeys and Living, and they help us collect those eyeglasses. Uh, so we're very thankful for them for helping uh, make some of those trips around town to different eye doctors to collect those for us. And does the Lions Club, do they still do those eyesight tests? We do when we're asked. Uh, the schools recently, when we, we used to do them all in the uh, Rutherford County schools, but recently they've brought that in-house. So we'll still do it for community events where we're asked to or health, health fairs and those types of things. Again, Jeff Edge with us this morning with the Lions Club here in Murfreesboro. And once more, if anybody would like to get more information on the upcoming golf tournament, find out all about it on Facebook. Just type in Murfreesboro Lions Club, I guess. That'd be the easiest thing. The uh, We do have a early bird special, so if you sign up before the end of May, it's $90 a uh, person for a four-person team. Uh, it's $100 a person after after May 1st. And if you're not interested in playing golf but would like to help us out, we're looking for whole sponsors and uh, contact us for other ways to get involved. Sounds good. And we'll post some more information about this on our website later on this morning, or you can call the station. We'll give you all the details. There is a phone number here. If folks do want to learn more, six or no, not six one five five eight six area code eight nine four twenty eighty five. Again, five eight six eight nine four twenty eighty five, and we'll post that as well online, so everyone can just go to wgnsradio.com later on this morning and get all the details. But Jeff, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Time right now eight twenty nine. You're listening to WGNS. We do have more news. More information coming up in just a minute. Money issues? There's someone local you can talk to. Financial Coaching Radio with certified financial planner Jason Qualls. Weekdays at 4 on News Radio WGNS. We'll see a few scattered rain showers and thunderstorms here for this afternoon with cloudy skies, a high in the low 50s. Southwest winds at 10 to 15, gusting as high as 25. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 44. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family. Whether your friends have scales or feathers, we have the things for them here at Animal City. I think one of the best things at Animal City is our staff. We have a team of dedicated pet lovers and knowledgeable professionals to help you with your pet's needs. When you come see us, don't forget to check out our basement level. We have two full stories of pets and pet supplies. Come see us at Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Time right now, 8.30. Again, you're listening to WGNS, your good neighbor station, since 1947. Earlier this morning, we talked about that good neighbor of the day. And once again, the good neighbor today, Teresa Knox, nominated for always brightening everyone's day. Teresa Knox will receive flowers, compliments of Jenny Harrison and the entire family at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. Again, Teresa Knox, our good neighbor. If you'd like to nominate a good neighbor, just go to wgnsradio.com forward slash good neighbor. 
The Slick Pig Barbecue birthday winner this morning was Lisa Wade, so congratulations to her. She received some homemade banana pudding. Compliments of Slick Pig Barbecue. Well, earlier this morning on the downtown Murfreesboro Civic Plaza, residents gathered all for one reason. That was to remember Miles Tate, who passed away on April the 4th. And one of the first persons we spoke to about all of this this morning, whenever they had that run, the memory run, if you would, for Miles Tate, uh, we spoke with the Parks and Rec Director of Murfreesboro, Nate Williams. And uh, here is just a little audio from this morning's event. With a slight wind and temperatures down to the 40s, residents here in Murfreesboro met on the Civic Plaza for the purpose of taking a run in memory of a friend to the community known as Miles Tate. The mayor called me yesterday and, you know, as everybody knows, we lost a dear friend to the community, Miles Tate, and uh, he's really the person who is behind organizing the middle half and um, well loved by not just Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation, a great friend to many of us individually. And uh, we'd come out this morning and do what Miles would have wanted us to do and get out and, and run a little bit. Everyone who came out to participate had smiles on their face and you could tell this had meaning to him. Miles uh, spread a lot of love and people are ready to, to just honor him uh, and the Tate family right now. We asked Williams about the course of the run. Uh, just a quick jog down Main Street and then back and then end up with chocolate milk, which is Miles' favorite. We're talking with City Councilman Bill Shacklett. What does this run mean to you? Well, it just is a, an opportunity to appreciate what one life can mean to a community. Miles and his wife, that, that family has uh, meant a bit, a lot to our community. And, uh, you know, it's just a, for a, a time for us to just reflect upon his life and what it has meant to our community and to how special this place is that we all have an opportunity to live. I guess the route this morning, it goes down part of what the middle half went down. It's part of what he had imagined and dreamed of for our community. It's something, the smallest of ideas can make the biggest difference. And isn't that something that it starts with one or two people and uh, each of us have an opportunity to take our lives and have it make a difference in our communities and take that smallest idea and let it come to fruition. It makes a big difference. And, and this is just a remembrance of him and uh, to honor him. Friday's run was all about remembering Miles Tate. Miles and his wife, Melinda Tate, are the ones who started the first annual half marathon in Murfreesboro, which came to be known as the Murfreesboro Middle Half. Miles Jeffrey Tate passed away at the age of 62 on April 4th. He was an MTSU graduate, and his hobby, turned passion, was running. He completed 50 marathons and is survived by his wife of 41 years, Melinda Tate, son, Nicholas Tate, and daughter, Natalie Gray. He's also survived by five grandchildren. Visitation for Miles will be on Saturday at 2 o'clock at Woodfin Memorial Chapel in Murfreesboro, followed by a celebration of life service at 4 o'clock, also at Woodfin Chapel. Again, that run was held earlier this morning at 6.30. It started on the downtown Civic Plaza, then went down East Main Street, and then back to the Civic Plaza where everybody gathered again for some chocolate milk. Time right now, 8.34. You're tuned to WGNS on this Friday morning. Today, the 8th of April. More news, more information coming your way, including an update 
on Legacy Sports and their entertainment park, which will be built right here in Murfreesboro in the near future. We'll bring you up to date on that and more in just a second. I'm Storm 5 meteorologist Bree Smith. You want to hear what my favorite weather sounds like? Calm. But calm doesn't always happen in Murfreesboro, does it? Murfreesboro and Rutherford County have seen more than their fair share of severe weather. So when storms roll in, I want you to be ready to feel safe. Let the Storm 5 weather team protect you and your family. Murfreesboro, you're always on our radar. Well, I'm Dr. Eugene Cody. I was pastor of First Baptist Church here in Murfreesboro for 30 years. What do you like most about Adams Place? The treatment I get here is what I need. And we have to know people that can take care of us, and Adams Place is fit to do that. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. WGNS talks about all things local. It's Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett. Weekday mornings at 10 on WGNS, AM, FM, and online. Good morning. Still quite a bit of traffic volume on 24 through the Hickory Hollow area as you continue to come in from uh, Rutherford County through Davidson County. Tons of radar out here. I know you've heard me say that before, but I'm telling you, they're really out here this morning up and down 24, especially towards the Manchester area. PensacolaBeach.com's got everything you need to book your next getaway. Check it out at PensacolaBeach.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Time right now, 8.37, and just to bring you up to date on Legacy, Legacy Sports Entertainment District, all that stuff, uh, this, you know, this is going to be a massive project, a massive undertaking in the city of Murfreesboro, and last night, the Murfreesboro City Council voted on first reading to approve the plan of services, annexation, and zoning request all for the proposed Legacy Sports and Entertainment Park. The vote followed a public hearing, and the property is being sold by members of the Horde and Haymore families, descendants of the Benjamin Horde family that has once owned that property, that owned the property, you know, those two families combined over 180 years. The property we're talking about is on Broad Street, and it's between I-840 and the Harley-Davidson dealer. Now, with this whole new zoning, the property is going to be labeled as Commercial Highway and Gateway Design Overlay for this brand new development. And the zoning allows for the construction of the proposed sports complex, which is classified as a commercial outdoor amusement use facility. It's $350 million 258-acre park, which will be developed along the east side of Northwest Broad Street near I-840 and Backs of Stones River, will feature multiple recreational professional sports facilities, a fitness and wellness center, a multi-use gaming and arcade area, and a 6,000-seat arena and outdoor amphitheater for events and concerts. There will also be shopping and restaurants as part of this project. Legacy Sports will have a significant economic impact on Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. That according to the Tennessee Department of Tourism Commissioner Mark 
Izell. It's really a facility that's going to bring the opportunity to drive hundreds of millions of dollars in economic impact. It means hundreds of jobs. It means millions of visitors coming into Middle Tennessee and New Rutherford County. And so we're so excited about that. And again, that was Mark Izell talking about, you know, how big of an impact this will have as far as financials go on Rutherford County and the city of Murfreesboro. Mayor Shane McFarland said, and I quote, we are excited about finalizing annexation and zoning for this new development with Legacy Sports Tennessee. It's, ex- it's expected to be a game changer for our community. Now, an economic impact analysis conducted by C.H. Johnson Consulting for Legacy Sports projects over 5 million annual visitors and over $350 million of direct economic impact. Again, $350 million of direct economic impact money coming into the Rutherford County area. That's all expected by the fifth year of operation. It's going to be a huge undertaking for sure, but it's going to be a beautiful new sports park. Chad Miller, CEO of Legacy Sports, said they will build this multi-sports arena again on Northwest Broad Street at the I-840 interchange. This actually will be a $350 million plus investment that we're going to make into the community. This will be one of the largest family sports entertainment parks in the world. We'll have close to a million square feet under roof when it's all said and done. We'll have 20 soccer fields, football, lacrosse, baseball, softball, pickleball, sand volleyball. We'll have cheer, gymnastics, dance, 70 indoor volleyball courts. We'll have basketball center. We'll have a 6,000 seat indoor arena. We'll have a concert center, an amphitheater outside. We'll have a 7,000 seat outdoor stadium. We'll have retail, dining options. Again, this is all really happening you know this is one of those things where when they first made the announcement talking about legacy sports building in murfreesboro it was kind of like wow can this really happen and now it is actually really happening construction is expected to start this year so the groundbreaking all of that and the actual phasing in of the construction is expected to start this year and the potential grand opening date they're already saying should be around year 2024. So again, 2024 is when hopefully we can expect to see this beautiful, massive new sports complex that's really going to help drive more tourism into Rutherford County. And once more, it will be on Northwest Broad Street. You can read more details about that on our website at WGNSRadio.com. We're now headed to Bart Walker, who spoke to Dr. Hugh Berryman. And what Hugh Berryman does for a living is a little different. He, he may be retired, but he does a lot in his spare time, to say the least. But very interesting forensic sciences is Dr. Hugh Berryman's focus. So right now we're headed to Bart Walker to learn more about Hugh Berryman. And on this segment of the program, Dr. Hugh Berryman, one of the few forensic anthropologists in the world, is our guest. And you just recently retired from MTSU. Yes, that's correct. I did in mid-December. You see the type of work that Dr. Berryman does on TV shows like NCIS, 
where they use forensic science to solve cases. You've already mentioned there are just a few hundred forensic anthropologists in the world. There's a, around 120 forensic anthropologists that are board certified in the world. And one is in Murfreesboro. Actually, there's uh, two. The, the individual hired to take my place, uh, Dr. Tom Holland, is a board-certified forensic anthropologist as well. Can you get a degree in forensic anthropology at MTSU? There are those who are working with master's degrees, and that can be done. But ideally, a doctorate is what you'd want to. And there's a, a lot of interest, and uh, there's a lot of competition for jobs. So if you decide you want to be a forensic anthropologist, you better decide you want to be the best one out there and work accordingly uh, in order to get those jobs. We see television shows on forensic science, and we hear about Rutherford County needing a forensic science center. Are these all the same things, or does Hollywood glamorize this? Hollywood always glamorizes things. <laughs> it's, uh, I've done a lot of cases, but I don't think I've ever solved one in 50 minutes. The need is there for forensic science. Forensic anthropology is just one area of forensic science. There's forensic toxicology, forensic serology, there's uh, DNA. There, you can just go on and forensic engineers. You can go on and on and on about, uh, about forensics. Forensics, when you say forensics, it just means suitable for court of law. So if you have an expertise like anthropology and you testify in court, then you are a forensic anthropologist because you've taken your area of expertise and training and helped a jury better understand a court case. And so that is forensics. I understand that you have another book about to come out. Well, not about to come out. It's one I'm working on. And and, uh, and hopefully uh, over, there's no rush on this one in retirement. I'm trying to make it where there's no rush on anything, but uh, I haven't succeeded totally. I'm still working on one that I owe the university. It's uh, on the Mexican-American War Dead, a project I did, had some uh, funding to do. And so I'm hoping that one will be out uh, first. And then a little later on, I would like to do a book on some of the cases that I've done over the years. What do you think is the most interesting case? Is there one case that just jumps to the top? Well, I did a case several years ago that's not been resolved. It's an individual in Mexico who, by the name of Holt, and wanted me to identify his grandfather, who had passed away in the 1940s. He'd exhumed his grandfather's skeleton from Mexico City, and I flew down, and the family at that time believed that grandfather was actually Prince Rudolf of Austria. And it became very interesting. I did a video superimposition of photographs from their grandfather compared with Prince Rudolf, and I sent that out to other board-certified forensic anthropologists you can never do a positive ID like that. But I thought this was likely the same individual. There are so many similarities. But we could never, ever make that work. You know, we could never be totally certain of that. And, in fact, I think, I'm not so sure it was Prince Rudolph, but I think it was, definitely think it was a family member. While we're looking at things from the past, dealing with death, Middle Tennessee State University, along with Oakland's mansion, are both doing a study of Section M of the Evergreen Cemetery. That would be the African-Americans who were enslaved at Oakland's. Were you and are you involved with that? No, uh, that's, that's not me. Okay. That's <laughs> others at the university. 
while we're talking about Rutherford County, is there a chance that we really will get this forensic science study center? Well, I'm not the one to ask that question. You're going to have to ask, I think, someone in in government. Do we need it? I think um, there's a shortage right now of actual medical examiners or forensic pathologists across the country. That's not being addressed. Uh, There is definitely a need, and I think that need is going to increase uh, tremendously with the drug problems that we have. The dead are always going to be with us, and I think they may be mounting in numbers in some of these places, and um, so much you have to be concerned with on who these people really are, uh, what kind of insurance, deaths need to be investigated to, to address all kinds of legal areas. And as you look for new books to read, look for the name Berryman, Dr. Hugh Berryman, our guest today, telling us about forensic science and how there are only 140-something over the entire world. But Murfreesboro has two forensic anthropologists as residents. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Berryman. Thank you. Turn your fingers into a microphone and talk back. WGNSRadio.com is Rutherford County's online source for what matters to you. WGNSRadio.com. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is Chip Walters, and you're listening to Rutherford County's Blue Raider Station. Yeah, we got them. MTSU Sports on WGNS AM, FM, online. Time right now, 8.49. Well, a new company opened earlier this week right here in Murfreesboro. We had a chance to talk with the folks out there at Woods Air Movement a little more, uh, a little more in depth, I should say, than, uh, you know, the news story that we had on about it. So I'm, I'm going to let you hear more about Woods Air Movement and them moving into Murfreesboro. Now, they, listen to this. So they're, they're from the U.K., but they picked Murfreesboro after doing a national search, visiting other states, other cities. But it came down to Murfreesboro, and that's what they picked. And uh, they built a new building here, and they officially opened it earlier this week on Tuesday. A new company has opened in Murfreesboro. It's a company that was founded in England, and they have reestablished their presence in North America. Woods Air Movement has officially opened a brand new U.S. headquarters office in Murfreesboro off Joby Jackson Parkway. We spoke with Dan Loosley, president of Woods Air Movement USA. We started working with the state and with Rutherford County, um, who showed us a lot of support from local companies that we could work with and partner with on machinery investments. Also grants that they offered to work with us based on recruitment. So they've supported us from that beginning finding that site to then helping getting it set up and functional and operational. Have you already started the hiring process and if not when is that going to start? Yes we have. 
Um, so we've started recruiting for local positions, operational roles, uh, technical estimation roles, and within towards the end of May, we'll then start recruiting the factory operatives to work within the facility. And, and how many people are you bringing from your parent company into Murfreesboro to actually be a part of this company? Bringing from the UK, that's just myself. Um, so it'll be me working here and then we're looking to recruit locally. Uh, there will be secondments from the UK where we'll send over some of our factory engineers and some of our assemblers to help with some local training, but they'll only be on short secondment type basis. Our ambition is to recruit the team locally. As far as annual salaries for all the employees and everything, what are you looking at? How competitive are you? Uh, we've been working with Kendrick from Middle Tennessee who's provided us with an understanding of the local salaries, with us obviously being from the UK. Uh, we didn't have that knowledge, so we needed a bit of support and guidance, and yeah, our ambition is to be in line with what the market rate is locally. How is the, uh, the price difference for things, for living expenses here versus in the UK? Interesting question. <laughs> sums up, sums down, but I think it all about levels out the same. <laughs> yeah, I th I'm finding, yeah, gas is a lot cheaper, but food and rent is more expensive. So then, you know, I, yeah, that's a very difficult question to answer. And where is the history of the company? Where is the actual parent company from? So the company started in 1909 uh, out of Colchester in the United Kingdom. Uh, we started manufacturing electric motors at that time. Then in 1947, Woods invented the first aerofoil axial blade and since then has been a world leader in air movement technology. And what about things like the automotive industry, the airline industry, wind tunnels? Are you involved in any of that? Our core applications is tunnel and metros, buildings and garage fans, but we do get involved in, in wind tunnel applications, testing applications, indoor skydiving applications, marine, industrial. We also had a chance to talk with Rutherford County Commissioner Veronica Buchanan. She serves District 6, the area in which this new company is located. What do you like most about seeing new companies like this one build in the Joby Jackson Parkway area? Adding more jobs that's essential for Rutherford County and just bringing just newness to the county. That's what we strive for. Not too many years back, the area of Joby Jackson Parkway was basically filled with open farmland. Today, what all have you seen change? Uh, of course traffic, <laughs> but I see the vibrancy of the county. I, I see that changing a lot. I see new faces. That's always good. And I've seen the growth of development. That's, that's the biggest thing that I've seen, a lot of development coming to the county. About a year and a half ago, a company based in the UK was in the midst of a search for a new site to build their headquarter manufacturing facility on within the United States. Woods Air Movement looked at properties throughout North America. After narrowing down the states of where they like to call home, and I like North Carolina, don't get me wrong, it came down to two, North Carolina and Tennessee. I'm just grateful that, you know, they picked us because they said we had good connectivity. Uh, you know, we were open and really our dialect was good and that's what drew them to us. How does that make you feel that they picked here? Oh, I'm, I'm happy. I'm overwhelmed to beat out other thriving areas too. Joby Jackson Parkway, the new home of Woods Air Movement. Governor Bill Lee said, and I quote, We welcome Woods Air Movement to Tennessee and are proud to be the top choice for this international company's new U.S. operations. Woods Air Movement built a 25,000 square foot manufacturing and research center off of Joby Jackson Parkway. 
The building is near the Amazon Distribution Center. Mark Grimes, who is accountable for business growth in Sweden, Finland, and the UK, and also Denmark, talked about the pressure of opening a new facility in America in the midst of a COVID pandemic. Of course, these guys committed to coming to Tennessee before COVID. So these guys were trying to deliver a factory in COVID, and how do you deliver a factory in COVID when you can't come to see it? Woods Air Movement dates back to 1909 when they first opened in England. Today, they're a globally recognized company in a large variety of markets building ventilation and fire safety specifically for customized industrial projects. They build massive air systems that are installed in everything from subway tunnels, vehicle passageways that go under channels of rivers, and even through mountains. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland said, One of the top goals of the Murfreesboro City Council, along with our partners at the Rutherford County Chamber of Commerce, is to attract higher paying jobs to help keep talented MTSU graduates in our community. State Senator Shane Reeves of Murfreesboro said, I am pleased Wood Air has chosen Murfreesboro as its premier research and development testing facility in the U.S. For WGNS, this is Scott Walker. This is Lisa Halliburton at Bell Jewelers. Mark your calendar for our exciting antique and estate sale Thursday, April the 21st. Our estate and antique sale is the highlight of the year. We have a company that buys antique and estate pieces all over the world and they bring it to our store for a one-day event. Mark your calendar April the 21st. It's a one-day only antique and estate sale at Bell Jewelers. From the WGNSRadio.com News Center, a local news update with Scott Walker. In Lebanon, Tennessee, the Wilson County government is selling a building that is listed on the historic registry. 203 East Main Street is the address of the city's very first U.S. post office. Lebanon was incorporated over 220 years ago in 1801 and once had a population of around 1,000 residents. In the early 1900s, as America became more industrialized and factory production work became the norm of society, cities throughout the country began to grow exponentially. Lebanon was one of the many areas to fill that growth, which equaled a population increase rate of over 87% between 1900 and 1910. It was that growth that qualified Lebanon for free citywide mail delivery. A historic marker outside the East Main Street structure shows that Congressman Cordell Hull secured funding of $50,000 to build what would become Lebanon's first federal post office building. Several years later, the cornerstone was laid on October 30, 1913. At that point, the city was closing in on roughly 4,000 residents. The building was designed by architect Oscar Windroth. Winroth designed and assisted with a large number of important government buildings all across the country in the early 1900s, many of which were federal post offices. In 1912, President William Taft appointed Winroth head of the U.S. Supervising Architects Office. Contractor James Corse completed the construction of that downtown Lebanon post office in 1915. Wilson County recognizes the historical and sentimental value of the building that first opened their doors to Lebanon residents 107 years ago. The desire is for the building to remain on the historical registry and to keep the integrity of the old post office intact and alive. 
That building is now being sold through a sealed bid process. And when the bids are opened, they will be reviewed by the Wilson County Budget Committee on May 5th of this year. Sealed bids for that property will be accepted on April 26th, 27th, and 28th. Reports confirm that all bids must be turned in no later than noon on April 28th, 2022. For more details on this news story and others, visit WGNSRadio.com. For WGNS News, I'm Scott Walker. We'll see a few scattered rain showers and thunderstorms here for this afternoon with cloudy skies, a high in the low 50s. Southwest winds at 10 to 15, gusting as high as 25. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 44. I'm Ken Coleman. Join me here on News Radio WGNS weekdays live at noon as we answer your questions about your calling, passion, and talent to maximize your potential.